Welcome to the Progress with Unity podcast and it's a chilly evening here in the Beach Hill Brookside and we've got a fur crowd around the table this evening, around the director's table. Is it a director's table? This it is, sort of, isn't it? The board of directors here at the uh, Progress with Unity podcast. I've got, uh, on my left, I've got a statist, just let me put my teeth back in, a statistician Gareth, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. Representing the youngsters amongst us. <laughs> youngsters. You're not a youngster, are you? No. Are you old enough to buy a pint yet? No. Oh, well, mm. there you go. We've got Adam. <laughs> How you doing, right. Adam? It's about thanks. I thought I saw you drinking beer at the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, so you can't buy it. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> not alcoholic <laughs> stuff. Oh, from yeah. Europe. And uh, we've got uh, the manager for internal affairs. Mick, are you doing? It's all right, Barry. I'm not bad. I've stopped bugging the phone now. Good, good. We've got the our media manager, Dan. Uh, glad to be here, Barry. And the board of directors is right. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And we've got our communications expert, Paul. Hello. Ah, yeah. So that's us. And me, of course. I'm sat here twiddling my thumbs as usual. Anyway, on Saturday, we, uh, we face Leeds United in a thrilling game down at the DW Stadium with lots of chances and excitement at both ends <laughs> of the football pitch. Uh, and a dog. And a dog was present <laughs> as well. Did he get one of them uh, cheap tickets? He got a free ticket, because yeah. me and Dan know the reason the dog was in, which we'll discuss later, won't yes. we? Anyway, as always, we're going to start off with some stats, and our stats man... Our stats man, Gareth, is going to give us the stats from the Leeds game. Yes, the stats from the game. Wigan Athletic versus Leeds. Possession, 50%. 58% to the Latics and 42% to Leeds. Have you got my teeth in there? Right, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can have them back now. Attempts, 19 to Wigan, 9 to Leeds. On target, both teams managed 3 on target. Latics had 9 corners to Leeds with only 1. Latics committed 10 fouls, Leeds 15. We got 1 yellow, Leeds got 4 yellows, no reds. Sadly we lost again at home, nil one Right, uh, the first thing I'd like to start, start with is the team selection. Uh, I know, I know uh, Clark was injured, or I believe he, he was injured, there's not been too much confirmation about it, but I still find it strange playing Fortuny and McLean together up front. Anybody like to come in, Adam, with about that? What's yeah, your thoughts on that? I, I don't know why he's still playing. Which one? Who's playing? McLean. McLean, not McLean. Good old Marco. Oh, Marco. Right, I agree with you. Right. This is going to go above your head, Adam, because you're too young. But years ago, no, no, you're not old enough. I'm talking about obsolete. No, no, I'm talking about obsolete. Obsolete technology. There used to be a joke that went round about a bloke who come home from the pub, says to his missus, "Oh, I've got one of them brand new video recorders." He says, "Well, how did you get that?" So well, I sold the telly. That's fortune. You take him off because he can't score goals. You don't create chances. Yeah, but if you borrow somebody else's television, in this case, get another attacker on, then he suddenly becomes excellent. Yeah, I mean, we, we, did, we, we did. We did make a substitution, didn't we? And we took off uh, Jermaine mm. Pennant. And it, I thought that would have been an ideal time to, yeah. to, to move Fortune to the right and bring a striker on. Because, like you said, it, it was creating a, a, a few chances. Because it says here we had 19 attempts. No, some of them. If, you, if you're hitting the Dougie Bridge, that's not an attempt for me. And if you're knocking somebody out in the back of the stand, it's not an attempt. An attempt at goal is when you're making the keeper work. But we created chances. How many balls pinned across that box? Yeah. Well, they wouldn't come down as attempts. We've had this discussion before, and they won't be down as attempts. No, but uh, Mackay and uh, other people have spoken about this, looking at the stats from the game, about the, the crosses being put into certain areas. But it's all right putting the crosses, you need somebody on the end of them. And before I sh- close my mouth now, some little stats here. Over the last two years, uh, Fortune, Marco Fortune, has started 43 games, 22 this season. 
And in those 43 games, he scored seven goals for us, only two this season. On the other hand, Martin Wagon has started 22 games and scored seven. And I'd like to just throw it to the table. How many of Wagon's goals have come from, say, from the distance between the penalty spots and the six-yard box? How many of, the goals, of his goals have, have come in that sort of area where those balls were pinging about? Most of them. Yeah. Most of them. Because he's an anticipator, isn't he? Yeah. Because he's a striker. He's one you want in the box on the end of yeah. And where was it? Sat on his backside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's For really, minutes. really the man that we needed, the one missing piece on Saturday. Because I thought our defence was quite good. I don't know if that says a lot about Leeds going forward that they weren't that good. I believe the goal they scored was basically the only chance they created in the game. Gareth? I go... Near where I sit, obviously, you get differences of opinion when you're sat in the, in different areas of the ground. There's a lot of people behind me shouting, Fortune is rubbish, you know, couldn't hit a cow's ass with a banjo and all this. Get him off, get him off, he's rubbish. And I sat there and actually thought he played well. My issue with what the subject you brought up is, James McLean's a winger for me, and he's not a front man. And I said last week in the forum that at Blackpool... Fortunately, he looked a far better player and we were far better attacking with Clark at his side. Another forward player, not a winger with him, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I agree, I agree, I certainly agree because I don't think <coughs> we played, correct me if I'm wrong, but we've only played about on a handful of occasions the whole season with two out and out strikers up front. Strikers who should have actually formed some kind of working relationship on the training paddock. It's not happened, has it? Alright, there's been injuries, there's been other things happening at the squad, but you would still think that the first choice up front, in the middle, playing, playing on a 4-4-2 or a 3-5-2, whatever formation, you would have an established striker. James McLean... Fair play to what he's done so far for us this season has been absolutely brilliant stepping in. But even he probably would admit that his, his position is wide left. Mm. His position he's is a wide winger. Left. And that's where he's most effective. Well, what you say there is borne out in the fact that the day after the game, after we've lost, Mackay came out saying, I'm going to raid the loan market to try and get an attacker in. Right, so what does that say to your own lads? What does that say to the lads who are turning up and training for you every week? Like, sorry lads, but you're not actually going to get a show to you, you might as well ship out. Because it, it's not nice as a squad player hearing talk like that. But especially for, for Wagon and, and Mackay. Mackay's only been at the club a matter of yeah, weeks, hasn't he? Yeah. And what about those lads who've disappeared now, who were potential strikers and things like that? We still are, because we've only gone out on loan, haven't we? Yeah. He scored twice. We were talking about Riera, for example. Yeah, he scored yeah, twice on the weekend, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I do feel as though we need to either make a clean chest of it and say... Now, they're no no good, and we're trying to offload as best we can. And that's why we're looking for him. Or, you know, I I can understand the the gaffer trying to get his own players in, doing his own, doing, you know, to his formation and that. I think it's very frustrating for the lads at the moment who are down there, if they're not getting picked at all, and they're talking about bringing people in. Saturday has to have been frustrated. I mean, I was frustrated, but, (coughs) you know, you, you said there, four yellow cards for Leeds. They should have had four before they got the first one. Yes. Because they were a right dirty set of shit houses. Well, um, I, yeah, I mean, I was thinking, uh, when we played them at Boxing and beat them away 2-0, they were, went, they dropped to a place above the drop zone. They were fourth off bottom. What's happened to them since then? So it's for this fantastic tournament. Is, is this your thing about fouls? Well, and, and getting stuck in? And yeah, he's, I think what he's done is... It's great. Neil Redfern was a very physical midfield player, weren't he? A big, robust, physical. And he's got them playing in his image. Well, well they don't mind taking a kick and getting stuck in. And that bamber at the back, he, I mean, if I'd have been playing against him, I'd have been trying to get him sent off because he, he was like a man yeah. looking to get sent off. He was that physical. Yeah. But you know, like you said, Paul, before the first booking, they should have had four bookings. Absolutely. Yeah. There was even an incident where the referee was like a yard away from it and he could see that he'd just gone through the back of one of our defenders and he just gave a free kick. Well, they thought p- I mean, that's why he had to leave, isn't yeah. they, 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 they targeted his ankle bit right in front of the east end. You could see, be flying in on him. Yeah. yeah. I, you see, again, talking of, I think Wagon replacing McLean would have been 
Andy there because he's got a bit of nip about him, hasn't he? And I think he might have been drawing a few more bookings and he, he just strikes me as having, he would have caused that band the problems. Just he's, not, he's another one with he's not more mobile. Yeah. You know, he's been on his injured, he's come back and he's, he, I think he's played, he played one, made one start and that's all he's had. I mean, top, top and bottom, Saturday, Leeds were a set of whatever. Yeah, I mean, they played horrible football. Um, they had a couple of decent lads in midfield. But we still created enough to have won that game. Easy. And and if you weren't in a position that we're in, where we desperately, desperately need points, you'd look at that and say, yeah, do you know, this, mm. is, this is actually... Things are, are, are genuinely starting to look a bit more promising. Yeah, because if you look at three wins in a month, if you have three wins every month, you stay up, don't you? You get mid-table. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, yeah, we've been we've, we're looking like we're getting better, but the results haven't got better, and that's what we need. Yeah. Desperately need it. Yeah. Does anybody think we should have had a penalty? Because again, going back to the in the stones, we should have had at least one. Forty-seven minutes. The, the guy Belusky or whatever it is, the number five for Leeds, handballed it. Clear yeah. as day. His arms were above his head, weren't they? Yeah. It's, like it's blocking the shot. The referee was shocking. He mm. was an absolute shocker. But he gave some poor decisions for them as well against them. You know, so it was both ways. But we seem to get the rough edge every week now, don't we? Well, I like I said, four at least four bookings before they got one. Yeah, and. There could have been more. I mean, you'd have to look back and count them. But when you can sit there, when you're not talking about an incident, you're sitting there trying to think how many incidents there were. That tells you how bad it was. And last week we were talking about how many yellow and red cards that referee's given out this season. How many what cards? How many yellow and red cards? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> hello. Hello. How many hello red cards? Hello red cards. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like hello kitty. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, continue. Anyway, yeah, so uh, I've lost my track now. So, um, Leeds United, the Leeds United game started off, didn't it? All the crowd were buzzing. Whelan cracks a little joke to the lead supporters, but now in. Very well, actually. Ah, yeah. I did. Ah, I did. But I, I, yeah, I, there was a bit of battle going on between them, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, I, I mean, mean you, th- you look at them, I mean, how brainless is it when he's trying to do things, just sitting there going, yaks, yeah, yaks, yeah, yaks, yeah. I mean, it's not even as though there's any intelligence in what they were chanting, was there? And, and then the pillars had the audacity to come on Twitter after the match and go, oh, racist this, racist that, racist the other. Lee Boyer, um, well, Woodgate. You know. That is definitely a club who can uh, yeah, keep shut about it. Yeah, but it didn't, it didn't stop them. I had to educate a guy about James McLean and his, because uh, they had a go at him about his poppy and I was like, there you go, go and read that statement. Yeah. And a few other guys were like, yeah, actually, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, yeah. But we came out of it at the end with no points again. Uh, since Malky's been in charge, how, how many points have we got at all? At all? Oh, yeah. not a lot. Oh, two, two, two points. They only, yeah. they only come one at a time, don't they? Two that's points. for sure. <laughs> Desperate situation, isn't it? A desperate situation. Um, how many games have we got left now? We've got ten games. Oh, the, new, the new German saying yeah, that Malcolm McCarthy's job is safe. 15 home games, it says on the BBC site today. Yeah, we'll stay up, we've got to win at least one home game. Yeah, we've got That's five at home. It's, it's August. I'd be, be confident it's August. if we played nine away and one at home. I think we've got half a chance of stopping up. But when you're, <laughs> you're looking at what we've got. But that pitch was shocking again, wasn't it? Yeah. I know Pennell was getting some, some stick, but when he was... He, he was having to turn in every time because the, the ground was giving away under his did, feet. Did you see the bit where McLean just completely missed the trap in front of the east stand? Probably right in front of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and they were going, oh, bloody hell. I said, look at that, that's the best bit of the bloody... You know, there's more grass on that bit of the pitch yeah. than anywhere else. Mm. There was, was no excuse whatsoever. It's just... Oh. I was surprised he didn't start watering it at half-time. And the, Maguire threw a few balls out just off the back of nothing, didn't he, at various points in the game? Just like passed it to, to space where nobody was there. It, it, I don't know whether that. Yeah, yeah, there was. Yeah. There was a couple we, we, you know, I always yeah. say the thing is you don't know whether they're to blame the bloke who's played the pass or the bloke who wasn't where he was supposed to be. Yeah. The bloke who wasn't where he was supposed to be 
never ever looks stupid. The guy who plays the fast looks stupid. So I mean, yeah, there was, there was one where he just having it in touch, but we were clearing his lines. And if we'd have done that a few times this season earlier on, we might have conceded goals instead of trying to. Well, play no, it these, were, these were passes uh, that uh, went. There's one where he actually brought it up out of our own half and brought it through the middle of the centre circle and then ended up splaying it left and it bounced off the row in front of me. So. Right, so like I said, another another own game gone, another. <laughs> Thank goodness. Oh, good. Right. <laughs> get back to the away games. So it's getting light. We, we was almost light when we started recording. It's nearly summer again. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we've uh, we've had some points raised uh, via our listeners from our Twitter feed, and if anybody wants to raise any points with us, it's at. What is it? What's that Twitter feed? PWU Podcast, I think. Thank you. At PWU Podcast. podcast yeah. uh, and you can comment or say whatever you want to us. We can take it, can't we? Yeah, within reason. No, we can take it. We don't care. Broad shoulders, bring broad it on. Shoulders. Trolls, bring it on. Broad right, I'm not going to name, <laughs> name the people who sent these in because uh, I've not wrote them down. <laughs> right. But there's only four points and, and I wondered if we could uh, just have a quick discussion about each one. Um, first one's a good one. Should we go down? Should Mackay keep still keep the job and be in control of getting us back up to the championship? Well, I think it depends how the rest of the season goes. If he completely bombs it and doesn't win another game from now to the end, you've got a case for saying get a new man in. But if he makes a decent fist of it and we still go down, then you could say. Right, there's a chance you, you, you've absolutely again. on footballing grounds absolutely had numerous causes and opportunities to get shut of him already I'm firmly of the belief that he's doing something behind the scenes that keeps him in a job when the first team aren't delivering uh, we're going so to come to the FAB if they come if they come as Dan says if results start to turn round I think he will stay in position, irrespective. We'll come to the FAB a little bit less, but me and Dan went last night, and something was mentioned about his holistic view of the club, rather than uh, mm. he brings... We'll come to that, but I can see what you mean in the, yeah. that he's doing other stuff. Well, if you wanted shot, you would have already got shot. And, like Dan says, if he does half decent in the last couple of games, he will stay in place. Gareth? We've won our last three away games. Yeah, I, st- I, 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 I mean, we should have, we should have won on Saturday. You know, there, there are signs that things are getting better on the pitch. Now, whether it's getting better in the way you like to watch or not is a different debate. But yeah. the, you know. the problem with it for me, though, if we do go down, Adam, if we go down half of this team, the, the big players in this team, like Kimbo and William Chris you look at McLean as well Harry Maguire McLean McLean's not we're not going to pay somebody 20 grand in, in, in League 1 are we no. 20 grand a week especially so, when Celtic were after it weren't they especially with Celtic know. being interested yeah so we're going to lose our big players who shine who in League 1 you know, we're going to look at what David Sharp said as well th- this last two days and he's mentioned there about the fact that there might be a bit of money for player uh, but we'll be more looking to bringing people through from the academy. So we're going to have a big turnover of players again. I mean, is Malky Mackay the man to guide us in a division that he's never been in as a player or manager when he's he has struggled this season so far, hasn't he? In this, but you know, he's turned the players. You go, Paul. I'm talking to him. Well, he came into an unsettled <laughs> squad, so he didn't really have much. He came in with a squad full of players with that reputation and behind him. And he had to turn around a squad through January like he's done. Yeah. And you can never judge a manager who's never managed in a league before in managing in a league. So, so do you, do you, so do you think he we should he should be if we go down? Do you if think we go down, a bit of fight towards the end of the season, some good results over summer. Bring in, introduce more of the players we've seen on the bench. Flores, some of them. I I keep him. Okay, Mick. Keep the lot of them. You keep the lot. You know, you're not telling me that's not written in their contracts. If you get relegated, if your your your, your wage goes down. No, the players. Well, they're out of contract. They're yeah, out of to contract. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, or on loan. Right. right, but the thing is, though, is you stick you stick with the people who've got you in that mess in the first place. 
Well, James McLean, we're not going to keep, we will not want to keep all the James McLean. There's been rumours this weekend that we're trying to loan him out, similar to what Blackburn are doing with Jordan Rhodes. Why? Because he can't afford his wage. That's poppycock. If, if we could afford his wage, why did we, why did we retain, why did we retain him at the beginning of the season then? You're not telling me that we didn't do a forecast, we didn't do a budget forecast to say, right, can we keep the squad and can we maintain it through the season? And, at the same time, is there any money in the pot to buy and renew players? And at what rate can we actually pay them? All that would have been done right at the beginning of the season. So to stop... You know, I took a little bit of a gamble on the back of last season to go for a push I'm sorry, Barry, but what you just said there, if that is true at the club, then that is piss poor financial management by the club. Right? And they want the bombs sticking underneath them. Because if they're going to be worried about finances halfway through the picking season, right, having been a club that's had millions, 80 million million through the club in the last three years, right, and that's not all gone on players' wages. They can't have done. They've not been paying bloody uh, Ronaldo every week. So I'm, 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 no, I'm not into that. I, I, so and so I'm, into, and that, I'm into, to answer your question, yeah. <laughs> I'm, into, I'm into, right, and when he gets you down, they'll get you bloody back up. Right. Right? I said this before, I said this a couple of weeks ago. This time next season, my name will still be on a season ticket. How many of their names will still be on the team sheet? Because they just jump ship like bad rats. Well, they did when oh. we dropped out of the Premier League. Even <laughs> the manager jumped. Right. Correct. Correct. <clears throat> Mick, if you've got your budget, you've got your budget for the rest of the season, you've decided that chances are you're probably going to finish wherever you finish. If you could ship ship out 20 grand a week's cost at this point, why wouldn't you? To replace it with what? Well, to replace it with nothing. If you, if you right. sat there, if you said, you know, we, 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 we're three quarters of the way through the season, if you said, right, we, we're going down, we'll, we'll take that we're going down, we'll, we'll, we'll do our best to try and get out of it, but realistically, we're going down. Once you've accepted that, then you say, right, I can save 20 grand a week here by shifting the clean out. But no, Why exactly. wouldn't you? Paul, with what you just said there, yes, I agree, but who has actually said we're going down? Well, nobody will, nobody um, will admit and it. Until, no, but until they do, it's all hands to the pump. Yeah. Don't start off loading. If they're preparing, if they're preparing, right, to save money now because of what's happening to the club, then they need to be honest about it and say, look, tough, we're, we're, we've had it, we're going down. But you don't get rid of your assets. You don't get rid of your assets, yeah. Yeah, mm. okay then, so you're trying to turn a book. But right? they did with Sean Maloney, you they did with, uh... What did they get? They didn't get anything for him. They got him off the wage bill. Right. We didn't get a fee for him. What did we get in place of him? We brought in loan players. Brought in loan players, right. Well, so where's wh that, where's that for the long term future of the club? Well, it's not. Because it's not even working for the short term, is it? No, no, right. no that's, that's, that's the thing. So, so basically, what you do is, it's not working. No, the, the so is this manager then, working it right, with all that in mind and what he's done, are you confident that next year, if we kept him, he'd be the right man to get us out of the league as uh, finishing first or second? Well, he would then be uh, putting together his own squad of players. Yeah? And I disagree with what you said about we're, we're offloading these people because we're just saving money. I think we're offloading them because they were bad apples. And I think there is still one or two bad apples at the club. And if they're upsetting um, team performance, then I agree with it. But again, I think they need to come clean about it and say we got rid of we got rid of such a body because really we didn't want him anymore, right? Um, which I think we all we, I think we all know what we were talking about here. We didn't get anything for him. Right, we've not actually replaced him, but he's gone. And I think there are other players to go that way. Well. Watson, he wasn't a bad apple. In fact, they were sorry to see him go, but he's he was a liability. It was a liability. How many games has he played in the last two years? And I say a liability. It's well, sad. He needed to play that one, though, didn't he? It's sad game, to say. It's sad to say because he you played know, over half the season last season. He is the same Ben of the Holy Watson dogs. Yeah. Well, don't forget until he broke his leg last season in March. Yeah. He played. Yeah. Sadly, yeah. sadly, I mean, though. you can't, you know, you can't judge players that you've got that that turn out that play well for you, that then get injured. Right. That, that then <laughs> did Ben Watson have much more? No. Did McCarthy? Did McCarthy. McCarthy? Did Gomez? These are all our key players from the. Uh, 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 Gomez wrote a contract. Yeah. So he could go. He could go anywhere he wanted to, yeah. and other clubs have come in for these other players. Yeah, right. It's those players who you think, right? Okay, then 
they've done us well alright we wish them for you know wish them adieu off they go wish them well the professional footballers you can understand that but I can't understand how a club is trying to get rid of some of its best players right just to cut a wage bill without throwing the towel in on this because they know if they admit it they, 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 they wouldn't have anybody going would they no I, and, and that's exactly it you, you you don't admit you're throwing the towel in, yeah. but so you're duping everyone. You do, or, or you're playing down. You know, you, you you're playing the odds of trying to just reduce the wages, but try and just keep the playing squad strong. You know, David, you're always looking to do that. David Sharp said on Malky Mackay this week. His brief when he came in, nothing else was you've got to keep this team in the division. That's why we brought him in. Right. So why sell? Why sell off? No. Nope. Malky Mackay said in an interview somewhere after we'd lost a couple of games early on in his reign, he was asked about being under pressure. He said no because my remit here is to restructure the business. Right. Right. We're getting bogged down here, so we're going to move on. Uh, the next one is review of player signings. We're not going to do that today. Um, we're going to move on from that one. So we're going to do that at the end of the season, I think. Yes. Review the player, uh, uh, the new signings, and how they've they've been and what they've done for us right this is, this is a good question as well uh, wondering what us chaps th think about the possibility of James Perch and William Fist midfield partnership this weekend at Rotherham or whether James Perch will revert to right back and Emerson Boyce dropping down to the bench or whether William Fist will be still on the bench what do we think with Chris now being, being uh, fit again do we think he'll be back in the team or and reshuffle it a little I, bit? I think this should start. Me too. So what would you do? Would you put you out to right back, boys, or would you? I think keep boys. You keep boys yeah, in place. Keep boys in. Kvist and Pitch in the middle. Yeah, I think fighting midfield, strong midfield. Yeah, but where do you put That's what I was going to say. Yeah. In place of Fortuny. No, in place of James McLean. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting thought. Absolutely, that. It's an oh, interesting yeah. thought. You, you play, play him one, one of the two wide positions. We need to win on Saturday. Oh, yeah. yeah. Goes without saying, doesn't so it? We've got to go for the win. So, if you play, if you play in Putch and, and Chris, so it's two defensive midfielders, haven't you? you yeah. You, you, well, you, you set it up not to lose straight away rather well, than go well, for the win. You can play Kimbo in the middle. So, you're playing, and then, and then you can push your full backs on. Kim's the first team on the sheet for me. Mm. Yeah, you can play you can play him in the Sean Maron Maloney role there, talking to Sean Maloney. Stick him in front of them two defensive midfielders. Mm. Whether or not given that you're then playing you're packing your midfield a bit, whether you then use Fortune as a big man up front or whether you you give, well we'll so if you do that, you've got to get you've got to get up in support of him, haven't you? Because you know he's, yeah. he's not he's not, he he's not drug where you give yeah. him the ball and, let, and he'll beast past people and, and score. He's not Hugo Rodriguez. He's Mark Antoine Fortuna. Somebody needs to get up and support him yeah, and convert also. what he creates. Grant Holt to make a miraculous comeback. Holt do a better job than what he's doing at the moment with his blinking crutches. Anyway, mm -hmm. um, so do, do we think Chris will be back, back in the team? Yes. yes. I'd like that, I'd like to think so. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and we're going to move on. On uh, Tuesday we've got uh, Ben, we've got Watford back in town, or Watford in town, and obviously Ben Watson's going to be back at the DW Stadium. And he's just signed a new contract with them, they give him a two year deal. Uh, what sort of reaction do you think he'll get? Is the, the, the last point that we've been asked. Do you think he's going to get returning heroes welcome or yes of course he's, he's yeah. only only going to get an absolute standing ovation yeah I'd clap him if he scores a goal as well <laughs> yeah. <laughs> especially yeah. yeah especially if we're 3-0 up at the time and he gets consolation well there you go yeah, yeah. Eight, eight, eight and a half minutes yeah so yeah I don't think there's any question <laughs> that, he, that he's going to get a good reception do you no, 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 I don't think. That why means. shouldn't he? That's what I'd like to know. Why yeah. shouldn't? Why, it, why should any player? I, I mean, you could even argue that he's he's helping the club by leaving the club when he's gone because he's reducing the financial liability. Don't get me going again. I'm that. Just before we leave Watford, um, did anybody see the sending off of uh, Fostiere on Saturday when they played Wolves? 
an absolute disgrace. Not the sending off of him, he got a player sent off. Did anybody see it? No. No. The incident. It's on the, it's on the internet, it's on, you can guess on YouTube. If you go on to Vital Wigan, there's a, a YouTube clip on there of it as Other well. Other websites are available. Other websites are available, such as Jesus Was a Wiganer. BBC, uh, Sky. BBC, yeah, the Snowden Soul and Wigan Athletic, 1932, mm. Wiganer.net. Jimmy Dad was born. But, um, what happened was, uh, Forrest Urey went in a two-footed challenge with a Wolves player from the back. I don't know who it was. I don't know who it was. It was a big, big lad. I don't know his name. He's gone in behind him, clobbered him. The referee's blown his whistle for a free kick, obviously, for Wolves. Forrest Urey's jumped up and remonstrated with this fella and pushed him in his chest. So, Forrest Urey's comes to the file. He's gone two-footed. The guy's not even fell to the ground because he's, he's built like he's like a tree. He's looked at him. <laughs> Forrest Urey has pushed the guy in the chest, who then just stood there staring at him. Forrest Urey then grabs his own face and falls to the ground, like he's been poleaxed. What? The Wolves players run in, pointing at him on the floor and shouting, remonstrating him because it's obvious nothing's happened. The referee runs over, pulls a red card out, and sends the Wolves player off. An absolute disgrace. It's clear what's so what are you saying? There? That he, even with the Graham Paul three hours rule, <laughs> he should go for two footed behind. Yeah. He should go for pushing him. Yeah. And he should go for diving. Yeah. So even with Graham Paul and his three yellows, he should have been recarded. But he didn't give it to him. He gave it to the Wolves player who got oh, kicked in the back of the leg, got shoved in the chest, and stood there <laughs> scratching his backside, <laughs> wondering what was going on. So not <laughs> one of the four officials saw what happened. Well, Wolves are appealing. And the camera angle was spot on, so you could see everything it was right in front of the camera. I'll have to watch that when I get home. In the referee's notebook, it probably says, sent off our illegal mind control techniques. <laughs> yeah, absolute disgrace. So if he comes, if he's not been banned retrospectively, can, can he get done retrospective for that? Depends what's in the referee. I think we should randomly boo him and everybody hold the face when he comes in the touchline. Boo! <laughs> right, anyway, before we play. Uh, um, Watford, we've got Rotherham on Saturday. I'm going to finish off with the David Sharp interview because uh, it's, it's coming in in a minute. No, I'm going to finish off with the David Sharp interview. But before we get to that, just like us to have a quick look forward to the Rotherham game. I'm not going to talk about the Watford game because it, it feels like a, a long time. Because it's a home game, isn't it? And we're never <laughs> going to We're not going to talk about that. We're not going to try and jinx it at all. Right, we play Rotherham on Saturday. We've, uh, we've got a bit of previous against them. Uh, we've got 19 wins, we've lost 10 times, and we've got 5 draws. But, the beat is down here, obviously, on the 20th of December. Uh, but we're going to Rotherham, aren't we? We're good away from home at the moment. We haven't lost in Rotherham since 1995. And that was in the auto windshield, and that was where it got knocked out on penalties. We haven't lost in the league in Rotherham since September 1990, 25 years ago. So not in your lifetime, Adam. 86, so. So Dan was one at the time. <laughs> Dan was one. So we've not lost her for a long, long time. Right, let's just cut this bit dead short. If we lose on Saturday, we're on the Titanic without the life raft. In other words, we're done. <laughs> I, I mean, that's all you need to say, in it. <laughs> you you yeah. can do all the rest of the discussion you want. If we don't win Saturday, we're buggered. Well, the referee, James Lennington, is from the Isle of Wight, talking of Titanic. He has to cross the, the ocean. Uh, he's only refed us once before, and that was at Yeovil last season. We won 1-0, and he scored that day. Anybody remember? We don't get beat. Mark Antoine Fortune. We don't get beat. I thought you didn't score. Oh, was that when you beat us up here in that crazy oh, with three piece? Who assisted him? It was as a well. piece. That crazy last ten minutes. Wasn't it? Grant Salter mm -hmm. assisted him. Yeah, and it was after we'd been uh, to Ruben Kazan, weren't it? Yeah, we yeah. hadn't scored away from home for like nine games. Um, so that was when he refed us last. The only time he's done thirty-two games this season, eighty yellows and eight reds. So another one in four sending offs. One every four games. But I've had a little look at the league table, and as far as I can see, we have to win. We have to win all our games. Yes. The teams involved with us down at the bottom. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to talk about Millwall. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Fulham are on 
39. We're on 31 points back behind the way, so we're 8 points behind Fulham, and then on 40 points we have both Rotherham and Brighton. Now, the next three games, I'll just give you the next three games. Fulham, they're away at Sheffield Wednesday at the weekend, they play Leeds at home during the week, and then they're away at Uddersfield um, next week. So, that's not a bad run of fixtures for them, really. It's all the same facility, that, isn't it? Yeah. Rotherham have got us, then they're at Forest, which is a tough game for them. Then they've got a local derby against Sheffield Wednesday at home. So, that could be a bit tasty, actually. Uh, and then Brighton, they play Wolves, Tom, Millwall away, and then they've got uh, Blackburn away uh, after, after that during the week. And that's it. Can we go back to what I said before? Basically, we have to win. <laughs> we don't win, we're, we're in trouble. So, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> Gareth? There's been a lot of talk around this table about throwing the towel in tonight. Can I just say, we've won our last three away games, mm. we've won two of our last three games, and last Saturday we lost 1-0, and I think the better team lost last Saturday. We created a lot of chances and just couldn't put the ball in the net, so I think we were unfortunate. So the last three performances have been far better. Of course we've got to win, Paul's dead right. Yeah. We're taking a large following with us as well on Saturday. Yes. It'll be boisterous again. Yes. Get behind the team, they like that. Emerson Boisterous. It'll be Emerson Boisterous, yeah. So, uh, can you see the game going, Gareth? Yes. Well, you know, let's carry this rule on. Okay, Gareth. Gareth's got us down for a win on the old uh, flexi coupon. Adam? <laughs> I think it'll be a close game. Really? I think we'll come out on top, though. Do you? The fighting spirit that we've shown away from all the last three games will come to show. Yeah. I think the, the crowd will help a lot. Right. Just like Blackpool. They'll have a big own following they as well, will. won't they, for it? They'll be all for it, you know. So did Norwich. Yeah, they did. <laughs> so go on. I'm, I'm going for a 2 0 Wigan. So, ah, yes. Mick? Well, I said I weren't going to Saturday's game, didn't I? You <laughs> did. I saw you. I did go. Yeah. Yeah. Lost, even yeah. though I had to come off early. <laughs> um, so I'm definitely not going to Rotherham. Because right. I have to dig a big hole in my back garden. Um, and I think he's got me dead, dead close. But you're putting in that big hole. Who's going in that big hole? I'm burying some uh, ex-Latics players. Yeah. So, so I think he's going to be dead close, I really do, even though we've got some great away form. I think it's going to be that close, we're going to win 3 now. Oh, lovely. Dan? It's our favourite to waste goal. To you. Sounds a desperate. It's desperate, Dan. Mm, desperate, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> To use the old cliche, I think we're going to win the battle, but I think we're going to lose the war. We are going to go down fighting now, I think, and it's going to be down to the wire, or at least we're going to give it a try, but well, I think we're going to win on Saturday, though. You do. 3-1. 3 3-1. That's a great scoreline. Paul? It depends what happens early on, because we quite often we look good in the first 20 minutes if we get a goal ahead. Then get another one as 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 they try and press, so then we'll be comfortable. Failing that, if we go behind early on, can see a rousing finish. Either way, we'll win two one. Two one. The last time we went a goal down away from home uh, to come back and win was a two one scoreline at, yeah. at Derby. Derby. Yeah, we have been a goal down away from home as <laughs> well and not come back. <laughs> um, well, I I, I think. Uh, I'm going to a new ground on Saturday, not been before, Rotherham, looking forward to it, the new York Stadium, we don't know why it's called that, only because our friend was on and told us mm. all about it, um, it's pizza place isn't it? I think we're going to win 2-0, 2-0, so, hey, I'll tell you what, we're all saying wins, yeah, everyone we're, we're second bottom and yeah. deep in the doo well, we can we can feel something, <laughs> it's the love we yeah. can feel the love we smell something yeah right before we get too positive David Sharp our new chairman Sharp <laughs> with an E on the end but before we come to him uh, what we're going to do last night at the Wigan Athletic uh, Stadium there was a fans advisory board meeting like a board meeting 
with for the fans and me for and board fans yes for board fans and me and Dan were, were fortunate enough to, to have been invited along weren't we and Dan is uh, going to give us a little bit of information about what was discussed and and, uh, and what happened yes yeah. absolutely this was quite well attended actually the most well attended yes there were 20 attendees plus a bunch from the club official representation we had John and Alec Bowman from Central Catering Limited <laughs> and we had an extended discussion about pies and the concourse amongst other things which was great fun <laughs> it was it was great fun that Dan it was like a participant little broadcast on behalf of the pie company Oh, I thought they were very well representative of themselves. Yeah. But, sorry, who owns, who owns that company? Mr. Mr. Wheeler. Oh, right. No, oh, no, right. Does no, it? no, no. Right. <laughs> right, well, there we go. I thought they were independent. <laughs> well, they made out they were, didn't they? Mm. Uh, Who, whose pies can they sell? Collins. Yeah, I heard a pie Saturday. That's the first time in a long time, and it was nice. Because they told they told a little porky about little porky, little pork pie, mm. about the uh, Pilsy's pie. Didn't they said that they don't make them anymore? Get out of and I said exam. they do because I went last year. I went, but it's a different company because Mr. Wheel sold Pils pies, didn't he? And that's why we don't stock them. Yeah, the new owners refused to supply them apparently, but only they only will supply them if they're frozen, but not fresh to be heated on site that was the so, issue wasn't it yeah. what they're saying is they'll only supply us with pies that actually taste good yeah. when, they, pills, when they scrapped that contract then Pills right. pies were lacking in moisture somewhat Pills's pies were on sale in Asda frozen a pack of four for two quid and that's why that's why they did the stadium because I mean, they, they, they wanted um, what did, they, what did they call it? Unique selling rights and all that stuff like that. You can get all those pies for 50p from Tesco's. But anyway, yeah. carry on down, sorry. No, I wasn't going to say anything else. I can tell you some more about the meeting. Yes, the please. Yeah, also in attendance was the Jacksons, Jonathan Jackson oh. and Matt Jackson, the Jackson ex-player. Five. Yeah, the football, <laughs> Jackson too, the football operations manager is Matt Jackson. And he told us a bit about the statistical side of things, the football side of things. Uh, fan feedback, club views, and forums, according to the agenda here. Yeah, I didn't talk about forums, though, did it? But it's, it's also all about uh, the, how we use statistics these days to uh, recruit potential players. The thing we've heard a lot about with Brentford, but he said our model's very different than that, didn't he? He said that ultimately he's down on scouting and watching players play. But he stressed that things have changed a bit, and he kept stressing no what we're going to do what we do now is we, we watch players in different situations now we watch players uh, against different opposition to, to get a better picture I wonder if they did that with Billy Mackay it's quite possible yes because he's not played has he oh ok you know what I mean yeah. that's what I was thinking when he was well, saying it I, 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 when he's talking about doing this now when Roberto was here there was an awful lot of players that we were linked with that we didn't get that have then gone on to do very well at other clubs. I mean, linked with David De Gea at one point, weren't we? Yeah. But and then get him, and there's, there's, been a, there's been a few. It's a discussion network with him, didn't he, when he went to Everton? Kevin right. Reeves and so all what, this. What we're saying is that. Yeah, we lost all that. that we got John McGinley. Yeah, well, yeah. With his Bolton tattoo on, on his arm. Yeah, that's what, not what he wants, is it? No. And then after him, we got uh, Tony Cotton. Who uh, scouted Andy Delaw for us? Well, get keeper scouting a forward. Yeah. Um, mm. yeah. Anyway, sorry, go on, Dan. Yes, well, Matt Jackson said we have our own in-club statisticians, but we also use Opta stats, and he, he actually brought a printout of all the stats from the Leeds game. Like it was Van Gaal. It was exactly a like Van Gaal, wasn't it? <laughs> it was quite thick as well, about half the size of a Bible or something. But yeah. A child's Bible. Yes. Can you imagine, though, going to a football match? And I've actually sat with these guys and I've seen what they do. But, all right, it was in a different sport. You go to a game and you sit there and you're watching the game. But you're, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. They've got their heads on the computers all the time. 
they don't shout, they don't cheer, they don't do anything. And I, th- I think, what a pigging waste of a seat. Prime seat. Yeah, they're, 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 like they're, they're, they're there to do a job, aren't they? They're not oh. there to watch the match. Yeah. I, I, it's quite interesting because the England cricket team have been getting an awful lot of stick about stats. And Boycott in particular keeps saying, well, it's in my head. I can see it. I can see that if you bowl there, you're going to go and get carted around the park. He said, I don't need no stats to tell me. He said, this guy in charge, he said, he's relying on stats because he's never played the game. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I suppose when you're at the top of your game, it's that extra what's in your head that pushes you beyond the, the, the average of everybody else, isn't it? If you, if you look your, at your what, talent, your, your... If you look at what's driven this club for the, the last good few years, it, it, it's been the scouting network and finding... Pl- and then the coaching network wants to get here, and and if that's what's been broken over the last eighteen months, well, good on them for for identifying what's gone wrong. I mean, there's been a lot of questions asked of what's gone wrong, and to me, that's that's a great chunk of it. Right, Dan. Yeah, else? this was another big element actually. You mentioned it there, Paul, about the scouting network, the behind the behind the scenes stuff, and the academy, which was brought up quite a lot. Jonathan Jackson said. To build it will cost twenty million, and then to maintain it is a million pounds a year, which yeah. is it's quite a lot. Makes us wonder where that money's going to come from if we do drop down, yeah, and if it will stunt the growth. Especially as we only got twelve million for James McCarthy, which his fee was supposedly going into the academy, wasn't it? That's what they said at the time. If it's going to cost more than what we got for him, a lot more, we're in trouble. Well, they're still keen on pushing it forward because they were, they kept reiterating about how this is the way of the future to bring through our own players. Well, they had that, didn't they? And that was the model when Roberto was there. Roberto's left and basically said, what you need to do is you need to carry this on. We've gone for the quick fix to jump back into the Premier League to get the money. It's not worked. I think, you know, going back to, to as, as, Dragnet always does take it back to a woman somehow. You've been out. You, you, you've had a relationship with this woman. You think she's all right. You, you've now had a relationship with somebody else. You've had a look the other side of the thing. You think, hang on, no, that first one, that's the woman for me. Yeah, but what you've done that, she doesn't want you back. That's no, no, no. I don't, I don't mean. I don't mean Roberto is the woman. I mean oh, the, no. the scouting network, the development network, the no. bringing our own players through. Well, that's the way forward, and I think having flirted with something else, they're now coming back to that and realising that. David Sharp, in his interview, which I might as chip in with what he said, with regards to the academy, he said, in football, you always have a short-term plan, which is to stay in the championship, and we're putting everything we can into making that happen, but there's also a long-term plan, and that plan is to get back into the Premier League and develop the academy. So they need the money from the Premier League, that sounds like. Having a top-class academy is something I am so passionate about. We have to start making and creating our own players. We've only really produced two down the years, Benzie and Callum McManaman, and the plan is to see more Wigan boys playing for the Latics. That's strange, because now that Baines, no, McManaman and Wigan, is there? Oh, no. <laughs> but Peter Addison, who's down at the club, are probably chuffed to bits with that. Yeah. Well, there's quite a few others, actually. What about yeah. uh, Barry Knowles and uh, Steve Glenn? Barry Knowles used to come from Southport. I know he was from Wigan, but he didn't come through the academy at Latics. They didn't have an academy then, though, did they? Yeah. Basically, I was looking at... Uh, yeah, they had an under-18s. I played for them. But you t- you're talking players there that have reached the top level. Surely there's a few others that are floating about. You know, we're, we're two, three divisions below that now. What about keepers? You know, the, two keepers, in fact. The players that we were developing two years ago that have been in, that are still at the club, at that point, you were expecting them to, you were hoping they were going to develop good enough to play for Wigan in the Premier League. Surely they're good enough two years down the line to play in the, yeah. champ, in the Division 1. What else were they done last night? Anything else said? Last night I thought we'd moved on to Mr. No, Sharp. Well, yeah, no, 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 no. I was just interjecting. I'm just going. With Excuse me, there's an interjection. Well, actually, yeah, the concourse and queuing measures. Apparently, 
they're going to introduce guided queuing, so there are going to be footprints on the ground to show people where to queue. <laughs> and it was mentioned about barrier queuing, yeah. but I don't think they're very keen on introducing that. We've got that yeah. currently in parts of the North Stand, I believe, which yeah. I've not been in in years, and when I was in there, I don't think they did have the barrier queuing. And you're only allowed to purchase two pints of beer at any one go. Ah, right. Right. So, was I what did you make of the meeting as a whole, though? I mean, I thought it was quite quite interesting last night. It was indeed. I think it lasted the best part of two hours, an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, so, yeah. Qu- quite a lot of stuff was covered. Yeah. And as I said, there were a lot of us there, so a lot of stuff was discussed in great detail. It was, yeah. And uh, I stayed behind afterwards, which I'll tell you about when we go off air. Oh. <laughs> And it the FA Cup. Right, yeah, so so uh, that was a very good meeting last night, and the next one's in April, isn't it? So if yes, p- people want to get involved, they can email in the questions to SLOs. Sounds like a whole yeah. heap of fun. Well, it was, Nick. It was, and there was water available on the table. I took my third glass, I had to go and have a wee. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I bet that, he was, did. The, I I did. Bet that was the pig in our latte, no? Wasn't it? No, I'm not telling you what it was, but it had something to do with the subcontinent country or the subcontinent yeah yeah mm-hmm. oh, Dan knows where I'm coming from yes no I don't I know where you're coming yeah. from yeah. right okay I wasn't even there uh, David Sharp like I said we've, I've, I've been suggesting with some of the stuff he's been saying about Malky Mackay and I, I've mentioned some of the stuff that he said about the um, academy but he's talked about other things which something I found very interesting he, he, Paul Kendrick in his interview asked him uh, how long has he been involved with um, with the running of the club and what sort of things have been involved with and he, he mentioned on Owen Coyle he said in the summer my granddad asked me my thoughts about Owen Coyle or he said Owen and he said at the time I'd prefer Steve McLaren or Uwe Rosler he said but he did his own thing and uh, employed Owen Coyle he asked me again during the half time break when we were losing 3-0 at home to Derby you can possibly guess my response and he sacked him at the end of that game. So that's why. So he, he must feel he had some input into the sacking of Owen Coyle. Uh, and then he, he goes on to talk about uh, Malky Mackay. He said, Malky is a big part of what we're doing here. He realised when he came back in November, uh, when he came in back in November, that we had a squad that was living off reputations and what they've done in the past they weren't achieving what they should have been achieving and so we moved them on in January we had 13 players out in total for a new manager coming in in January let alone summer is unheard of we made some brave brave decisions and myself, Malky, Jonathan Jackson and Matt Jackson tried to take this club forward because we'd been moving backwards with those players so a bit of finger pointing going on there there was something uh, that going back to the FAB meeting last night that Matt Jackson said about Malky Mackay do you remember about his focus saying it was surprising really because he said that you get managers coming into the club and some of them are good for the club in the long term didn't it and some of them just work on the short term and I I thought he was alluding to Uwe Rosler and Owen Coyle and Roberto Martinez and putting Malky Mackay in, in a similar bracket to each other and he said that the work that Mackay does for the long term benefit of the club is fantastic and then he said even though managers get sacked he said that do you remember him saying that take that black blue cock your face no no. (laughs) he did he said because that's why managers leave clubs they get sacked is what he said and I thought that was a strange thing to say well not strange but uh, whether he thinks he's under a bit obviously he's under pressure because we're, we're getting relegated but there you go well there you go doing stuff for the long term yeah which is good getting sacked which when is your results are crap uh, he was asked about funds for player recruitment and he said there will be money available but of course we've got to look at the academy so he's going back to the academy again yes. at the moment we've got the right people within the academy uh, that's Gregor uh, Riock Bruce Riock's son who's mm-hmm. running the academy so uh, Apparently he's doing a really good job. Who are working in the wrong... I don't know, we've got the right people who are working in the wrong building. Does that mean they should be at United? What's he talking about? No, that, that means... I know, I know. It's you and Zen, good enough. Yeah. Cold um, enough dodgy jokes tonight. Don't care. He says, but we like... Uh, 
like we have seen this season, he wants to see more and more academy graduates progressing through to the first team squad. So we've had a few progress through, but they've not made it onto the pitch, yeah. have they? I mean, I would agree with that because in the long term, you get the players, and you don't. It, it fits in with our moneyball philosophy, as Paul likes to po- point out. Get the players in, build them up, sell them on for money. Yeah. Constantly keep improving what you've got at the same time. Oh, yeah. Everybody happy? It's been a strange one tonight. I think it's been a bit strange tonight myself. Do you make or shaking your head? I'm shaking my head, yeah, because I don't know what the hell's going on at the club and I don't think they're doing either. I just think it's all get everything chip shape, Bristol fashion and flog it. I think that's what's going to happen. I think the club's going to get sold. I really do. And I think they're just trying to make it look nice and pretty. I think they said all the right things to uh, pacify and appease the crowd, the fans, uh, but basically they're more interested in what's their investment and then bricks and mortar in there. I think uh, I think we're in for a rough ride, boys. I really do. That's one take on it. Anybody got an opposite view to that before we leave? Oh, time will tell, won't it? Time will tell. Ah, we're doomed. We could well be right, but at least they're saying and and claiming to be aiming to do the right things which is better than what we've had in the last 12 months isn't it yeah if we're a bit in limbo at the moment mm. would you agree it's yeah, like absolutely until we know what we're doing next season it's, it's, it's interesting because on this podcast it started about what two three years ago we've charted the highest of the high with the FA Cup and the lowest of the low dropping down and down so it's all our fault really right, isn't it we're riding a wave aren't we we're riding a wave on a big storm we're shooting us up and then dropping us down and shooting us up and we're pulling ourselves back down again mm. um, I, th- I, th- I think you know, we, like Gareth said we've won three on the bounce away we've just, we should have won on Saturday things are looking a bit you know you talk, you, 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 the downside of that obviously is there's lone players but the fact that he's managed to piece a squad together at the same time as shipping a squad out in January that now appears to be doing alright in this division you know, you, you've got to have faith that the bloke can do it again in summer to go next season without the the baggage and pressure of being right at the bottom yeah. or, well, whichever division we're in I'll tell you what is doing well uh, under 21s won <coughs> the league again oh, good. cup final semi-final of another cup Loads of lads coming through. Uh, spoke to one of the players' mums last night. She's not from right here, she's from down south. Absolutely delighted with the progress that her son's made. She can't speak highly enough of the club. She thinks it's absolutely brilliant the way they're treated, the way they're all treated. Uh, she thinks she's, she's missed one, one game in 18 months that he's been with us, and she said uh, they're a fantastic group. Do you think if we do go down, the shackles will be off to some extent if Mackay's still on there, and he will be more willing to bring in the more the under 21s and the, the younger players I don't think he'll have any, any, any choice not to then, you know it, it's, it's all that he's going to have available but then again if you look at sadly if we do go down where we are in old money we're in the third division typically third and fourth division clubs bled young players and then sold them on right and if that is the situation we're working at the moment where alright we're going to go down we've got a good crop of players what we need to do is make them a priority of keeping them on getting them on a contract before we even start looking at who else to bring in because the the great balance of a good side is experience with the new raw you know vitality of, of the young players right if you can get a good mix there then it would be absolutely great for the club because a nice promotion back into the championship a step at a time back up to uh, getting back up on that top wave again so as we can go surfing again brilliant brilliant and it's good to actually err on this programme them things about the under 21s I don't think we talk about them enough actually no. what's going on yeah. with, it, yeah. with the lower levels because I, I, you know like myself I read about it in the paper and I think okay things are, things are ticking over at the junior level etc but I think we need to put it in the public domain a little bit more yeah, and I think the club needs to do it as well. Yeah, well, I think they're quite quite good with the Twitter account, aren't they? The under twenty ones and the under eighteens, uh, 
No, I know there is not Twitter, mate, but it, Yeah, it, no, sorry, he pees me off that. That, that is crap. But it's not, because it's instant. It's getting it the is. paper and stuff like that I'm talking about. It's not there and then, in the then. It's, it's like, well, that's getting it in the papers. Well, that's the that's have no good. control over you the local paper. You can't get it on Newsnight, can you? Yeah, well, you could, depending on what you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's a challenge for you. Get it on news now, Mick. Choose me, choose me. Yeah, I know. Absolutely, you YouTube. You're dealing with YouTube. digital generation, yeah, aren't you? great. You're yeah. always reading. You're always reading about the junior sections of the other club that uh, use the DW Stadium. So why is Wigan Athletic not making sure that their club at junior level is represented as well as it should be. I think they are. In the lo- I don't think they are. Uh, not in the local press. Maybe. Not in the local well, press, they're not. Well, they're they're the the not, not, even, not even in the trade. Neither. You must go to the press Four. then. Because they, they send the reports through and everything. Yeah, the thing, the thing is though, Mick. And I know today, sorry, uh, yesterday's game, we won yesterday um, against Shrewsbury and our local reporter was at the game and the, he was tweeting from the game so he was there but I, I've not got tonight's papers I don't know have you got tonight's post yeah and I've got the as well is there any reporting not that I, I could say yeah, I, 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 I flicked through maybe we're tackling the wrong man maybe well, we know who we need to tackle about oh, this yes, definitely, we'll yeah. get him on this show yeah and yeah. ask him yeah which we'll one? have him in that show though Mick yeah we'll get a few of them on yeah yeah have you, have you not got the victim that a local football club team is you know the interest at that level is not as high as it is for rugby because that's you know that's all they know isn't it most of them around here and they, and, they, and they, they, they lap it up I think the thing is with, with the under 21s though there's, there's a few local lads there. I mean I've just mentioned yeah. uh, one person yeah. who's I'm not going to mention the names but uh, who's, who's not from this area but there are we know, we know there's a few local lads within, within that team there's Wigan lads Playing in that under 21s, isn't there, Adam? You know of at least three, won't you? Three yeah. or four. And there's one pop pop bench as well. Who's come on the bench of the first team, yeah. So, so there, there should be a little bit of local interest in, in it, shouldn't there? See, the thing is, I know with the rugby, most of the lads are actually Wigan lads and local lads, or lads from, you know, in the boroughs surrounding the town. And uh, there is that, you know, like direct interest. But I do think that the football club should be making every step available to them. But you, and, trying and to get more and more publicity. You, you look at the lads at that level in the rugby; they're all local. Even the opposition is local because yeah. the bloody sports local. Absolutely. Uh, football. Yeah. We're playing Shrewsbury. Yeah. You know, people of Wigan are not <laughs> interested in what the under twenty ones of Shrewsbury. The Wigan are doing. rugby team is. People of Wigan are still interested in what the under twenty ones in St Helens are doing because they've. Probably related to some of them. At the end of this happened. month, yeah. at the yeah. end of this month, the under twenty ones are going to get the ones who are going to get beginning the professional contracts. Get it? Well, we get it on the first of April. They'll find out. Joking? No, no. So it might be. I was just thinking about doing a special feature. We it's could do a podcast one. podcast feature on the under twenty ones, either before, or we could do one before and then follow it up with with uh, the disappointments and obviously the elation of people who've been given contracts. That might be a good thing for us to do. Well, we will do that. We'll look at doing this in the next couple of weeks. It's right. been a long one tonight, hasn't it? Well, hey, right, with that in mind, uh, and uh, the, the promise of doing some uh, a specialised ad broadcast for the under-21s, let's call it a night. Call it a night then. I'll call it Tuesday. Alright, I'll call it Wednesday because that's what it is. So good night from me. Good night, good night, night. Sean.